right, guys, welcome back to the John and Chris show. Today, we actually get to dive into some NFL, and we're pretty excited about that. Been talking about basically nothing about NBA for the last uh, month and a half, two months. So it's uh, finally exciting to see the NFL starting off tonight. You excited about it, man? Yeah, man, it's good. It's good for the world. It's good for us. It's just good for life to get football back on television. Hey, I will, I will take that. It's, uh, it's been interesting. It's been a question of whether or not it's even going to happen, but shout out to the NFL for uh, basically keeping all these numbers down to make sure it could happen and taking whatever steps are needed. So uh, tonight we've got the Chiefs and the Texans. Just real quick, who do you think is going to win it? I've got the Chiefs 42-17, to 17, buddy. I'm calling it now. Patrick 17. Mahomes is going off. Yep. Wow. So you don't think that a $160 million extension for Watson has any effect on how they play? Not much. I don't think Houston did a great job of, uh, of, of, of just kind of – or Texans, Houston's. You know, it's always what it is. The Texans <laughs> coming around and, uh, you know, giving them a lot of support staff. And, you know, there's been a lot of debate with the coaching up there and what's happened in the culture. And, and I just don't – Deshaun can't carry that team by himself. they got a couple of, you know, uh, playmakers around him, but I, it's not going to be enough to go against the Chiefs. Uh, it's hard to argue with that logic. I, I think the Chiefs will win. I don't know if they'll win that big, but I, I definitely think they're going to win tonight. So, as part of that, what do you say we uh, we break down these divisions? We haven't got a chance to talk about it yet. So, uh, you know, hey, let, let's start with the NFC. All right, let's start with the the NFC East. We've got the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants, and then – some the Washington, team. yeah, the Washington, the Washington team that, or something. We're just gonna call it the Washington. Yeah, that's fine. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know what to call them at this point. They don't even know what to call themselves. So, I mean, there's there's been some change in the East. You know, uh, you know, Jason Garrett's out for the Cowboys. Uh, who, who is it? Mike McCarthy's in now. Ron yep. Rivera's in in Washington. Philly stayed somewhat the same. Uh, the Giants are hoping for some progression in Daniel Jones and Saquon. So who do you have coming out of there? I've got the Cowboys. I mean, I think it'll be a typical year out there in the East where it'll come down to a 7-8 and eight or 8-8 eight and eight team or 8-7, whatever it is over there. But I do think the Cowboys will, will go out of the East, and I think that, that we'll probably see another playoff flop uh, from the Cowboys and you know the talk they have every year. I have to agree with you. I, I think with uh, their offense, I think their offense is going to be pretty stout. Uh, you know, drafting CeeDee Lamb, you know, whatever the cover-up with his phone that night was, whatever. But, uh, you know, having CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup on the outside, Ezekiel in the backfield, an aging O-line, but uh, somewhat improved, you know, defense. Give Shout-out Jerry Jones for getting Everson Griffin for like $6 million. That was a steal. Washington's lost. Philly can't stay healthy, and the Giants, I think, are just – at least a year or so away. So I would agree with you that the Cowboys are going to take the NFC East. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. let's go to the NFC North. So we've got the Packers, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions. What do you, what do you think about that? I mean, the, what, what do you think the Packers were doing with that first-round pick with Jordan Love? No help to Rodgers on that one. I mean, I mean what, what, do, what do you think about the North? Um, I think this is the second toughest division that we're going to see, or the, you know, the second toughest 
um, you know, uh, um, conference per se, with lack of a better word, is the North is. I think the West is going to be the toughest one about who comes out of the West. But out of the North, man, I've got Minnesota coming out. Uh, really? I think okay. the Vikings are going to be the team. Uh, you know, I, I I'm going to be honest with you. I, I'm I was between the Bears and the Vikings. I, I know the Bears seem to start out strong and they kind of flutter at the end. Um, I'm really hoping and praying that Mitch, a good old Tar Heel, has a better season this year than he did last year. Um, I think the Packers are on the decline. I think we're seeing that. I think they sent a strong message to Aaron Rodgers. You know, nothing against him, but that's what happened to Brett Favre when they brought, you know, Aaron Rodgers in. And I think a good competition is good. Um, you know, and I, and I, but I have the Vikings coming out. You know, I think they, they got a strong quarterback. They got a strong running back and a great supporting cast, a heck of a defense out there. And I just – I got the Vikings. I can understand that. Uh, the Bears did make Trubinsky the starter, or say he was at least. I don't know if that's a, a job-saving thing since they traded for full straight to fourth round for him. But uh, a situation there where the Bears have a defense that should do something if they could figure out anything on offense. But I think they'll probably end up about either third or fourth in their division there. Uh, the Lions, I think, are going to bounce back. They had a ton of injuries. I think Patricia's on the hot seat. So I think they'll end up second or third in their division. Uh, it does come down to the Packers-Vikings, but I think the fact that they did not get any help for Aaron Rodgers, really, I mean, you take Jordan Love to sit on the bench, and then you take A.J. Dillon to help with your running game. I get it, but you didn't do much to help Aaron. So I think the Vikings will squeak out of there with the win, but I won't act like they're going to run away with it because the Packers have a tendency to hang around and to do some really good stuff. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that, like I said, that's a tough – NFC North is a tough one. I, I agree. So let's, uh, let's head down south, okay? This, is, uh, this has been Ooh. the talk of the NFL this year. So we have the Saints, the Bucks, the Falcons, and the Panthers. And you want to talk about a lot of changes that are going on in this division. So, you know, we've got the Panthers with Matt Rule coming in. Uh, you know, he's, he's trying to change an environment there. They, they, they get rid of Cam Newton. They sign Teddy Bridgewater. They go into their draft, and they, they don't take a single offensive player in the draft. It's all defense. So you can definitely tell there's going to be a, a change of culture there. Uh, the Falcons kind of stayed steady. All they really did was add Todd Gurley. You know, the Saints stayed fairly steady, you know, just being the normal Saints. They did add Emmanuel Sanders. But then the Bucks. Uh, are trying to turn into the Golden State Warriors or the NFL. They're adding everybody they can. Uh, of course, we know they got Tom Terrific uh, throwing on the outside. He's got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. They somehow uh, coaxed uh, Rob Gronkowski out of his wrestling career. And then they uh, lucked into – Fournette. Yeah, yeah. Get, lucked into getting Leonard Fournette. So uh, it, after all that change, all that stuff that's happening in this division, who do you have – Walking out with the win. I still got the Saints, man. I, I still, you know, Drew Brees in New Orleans is, man, they're a powerhouse, and they put up quick numbers in a hurry. And I think the Bucks are trying to emulate that. I think Tom Brady has a lot uh, more weapons around him than he did in New England the last year, the last two seasons up there. You know, they had a couple of guys uh, up there, you know, but I think he's got some bigger receivers in Tampa Bay now than what he had, in, you know, up there uh, in, you know, your team up in New England. Um, I think it's going to be tough with the Buccaneers in the division, but I still got the Saints coming out of the South. Uh, I would agree with you. I think it's really tough right now since there was no preseason. 
there was no chance to work out some stuff. So I'm going to go with the experience uh, of the Saints as well. I'm kind of disconcerted with the fact that you and I have not argued at all. There's no change at all. I want to call the Bucks. I really want to say they're going to win it, but I, I really think that's too much change for them to just grab onto and run with. Uh, so I think they'll probably end up taking the wild card and uh, getting in there and probably doing some damage. So playoffs, yeah. Yeah. yeah, now we get to the part you discussed was probably the toughest part. Now we get to the NFC West. So now we have the 49ers who were in the Super Bowl, almost had it. We've got the Seahawks who were constantly in it. The Rams were the darlings a couple of years ago. And then you've got the Cardinals. Are they moving up? Are they staying where they were? Kind of what's your thoughts here? I think the Cardinals will have some progression this year. I mean, you got Kyler Murray out there. He'll you'll have a season under his belt. Um, I think he'll do some things. I think they might, you know, squeak out a couple more wins. They had a couple close calls last year that could have got some more wins. I, I'm gonna, I think this may be the first one we debate. Um, I do think this is the toughest division or the, you know, the toughest place, the West. I've got the Seahawks. That's who I've got coming out of here. Yeah, I mean, I can see it. I can see it. I think, uh, you know, with the Cardinals adding DeAndre Hopkins just to that style, you got Fitzgerald, Christian Kirk, you know, all those guys, Kenyon Drake in the backfield. I think that they're gonna, their offense is really going to be prolific. It's probably going to look like Texas Tech when he, uh, you know, when they were there, Cliff Kingsbury when he was yeah, at Texas Kingsbury, Tech. Yeah, Kingsbury, yep. But the, the thing, same thing I think is going to be the problem here. You know, you do have Chandler Jones on the defense, but what else do you have? So I think you're going to put up numbers, but you're going to have to outscore everybody. Uh, the Rams, man, they are shelling out some money. Absolutely giving Jalen Ramsey a ridiculously large contract, so much bigger than Tredavious White got the other day. And the stats don't back it up. I know, I know he's no. your boy from Florida State, but I, I don't think the money he got he deserves. I just don't. Um, so I think that between the money they're spending on Ramsey and Aaron Donald and Jared Goff and those guys, uh, I think the Rams are probably going to end up I would argue the Rams might end up dead last in that division. Um, I get the Seahawks, but the conversation is, are they going to let Russ cook? You know, that's the hashtag going around right now, let Russ cook. Because if you – the stats – I saw Cal, Colin Cowherd talking about this over the last three years, which team gives their quarterback the least amount of throws over the first quarter? It's the Seahawks. They're oh, not yeah. giving Hands chance, down. Russ Hands a chance down. to yeah. cook. And so I, I think that's going to hurt them. So I'm actually going to stick with the 49ers. I think with their uh, – they did lose DeForest Buckner, but they brought in Javin Kinlaw, and I think they got some other pieces. So I, I think the 49ers uh, are going to remain on top, but I do think the Seahawks are going to get the wild card, uh, one of the wild cards, and they're going to sneak in there as well. I mean, You know, and it's odd. You know, you bring up a good point, you know, is, is what they do with, with Russell. And we know he's he's aging. He's still a younger quarterback. But, we, you know, when you got guys like Kyle Murray coming up and, you know, Love coming in, you just you, you see a lot of different – you know, the age of the NFL seems to get younger and younger when they peak because of the, you know, the immense, um, you know, the physicality of the NFL and what it takes on the body. You know, the guy like Russ, you know, when we saw him do Russell – esque stuff you know we really saw his graduate year at Wisconsin and we saw you know he took up a step up from NC State and and he did a great job up there but it's almost like when we saw those first couple of years where Russell had a standout seasons is when they did release him to play that Russell-esque type of NFL ball you know and and we haven't seen it the last you know one or two years and, and I'm curious to see how Carroll adjusts because I'd go on the record to say 
unless they go too much further this thing, I don't, I think Carroll's on the hot seat out in Seattle. I mean, they've, they've been through a lot of trades, a lot of, you know, powerhouses, unless I'm seeing results, you know, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to live here. And I know we're not there yet, and uh, but I would almost compare the Seahawks situation to the, Mil- the Milwaukee Bucks situation. And I'm going to leave that at that for now. Uh, you know, you, you better do something with who you have now because, you know, the leash is getting shorter. That's true. I, I think they got to give him more of a chance. With DK Metcalf in his second year, Tyler Lockett looking really good. You know, I, I think they've got to do something. My Lord knows they've spent a lot of money the last few uh, few years or draft picks on uh, – you know, running backs, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I, I think they definitely, definitely have to do something soon. All right, so now we are going to jump over to the AFC. So let's start in the division that we thought we always knew, starting the AFC East. Man, some some changes going on in the AFC East. You know, the Dolphins are getting younger, but they spent a lot of money this year in free agency. We have the Jets. I mean, they're the Jets. The Bills with Josh Allen, man, they got him. They got him some help this year with Stephon Diggs, and the Patriots went out and got Superman on a super cheap budget. So, uh, what are your what are your thoughts right now on the East? Do the Patriots repeat, or is it a time for a new champ? Well, but I go ahead to this. Bro. I, we all know that Fitzpatrick was named the starter down in Miami. You know, we got Tua right there tugging, you know, on the jersey, ready to get. In. We all uh, probably will agree that Fitzpatrick is on a short leash, even though he has done a fantastic job down in Miami. So shout out to Fitz. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and tell you this. I still have the Patriots coming out of the East. Wow. I mean, you, you don't bet against Belichick. You just don't do it. And, you know, we've seen it year after year where, you know, star players leave, wide receivers running back. Belichick never flinches and comes out next year and has a team in the Super Bowl where they have a deep playoff run. And so um, that's what I love about what he does up there is that the system is bigger than one player, and it's about a system and a culture up there. And uh, I, I hope Cam has a breakout season up there. Um, but I, I've got the Patriots coming out of the East. Okay. Uh, I, I be honest, I can understand what you're saying there. The Dolphins, yeah, they are going to start Fitz Magic, but let's be honest. Brian Flores is trying to be smart. If you look at the Dolphins' schedule, they've got a rough start. I mean, game one, you're going against the Patriots, and then you you got to go on the road for a few games. So what I'm expecting to see, Fitz Magic is going to play through about week eight, and then you're going to see Tua as long as he's healthy. Tua is going to take over. So the Dolphins, I will actually go out on a limb and say they'll probably end up third in the division Uh, I think the Jets are just I think they're an awful organization I know Sam Darnold you know he's got some promise to him but you know he's seeing ghosts because his team doesn't know what to do around him they have not helped him much they did get Makai Becton this year to help him out with his line but I just I don't I don't think it's a well-run organization so I think they're going to end up dead last the Bills man I, I I think Josh Allen does make a jump but as you said, it's really hard to bet against Bill. Uh, I think he's just always, always got I – mean, he's definitely got something to prove this year. So I, I do see the Patriots uh, continuing their, their prowess. I'm not willing to go as far as what I saw uh, one guy on ESPN today claiming that he was going to see – that we were going to see Cam Newton win the MVP. I don't know if I'm ready to go that far because let's just be honest, they don't – again, the, the argument that Tom had, they didn't exactly give uh, Newton a lot of weapons around him. 
We've got three tight ends that no one knows anything about. They just cut Muhammad Sanu, admitting they wasted a second-round pick. I mean, the running backs can't seem to get healthy. So I, I think it's, Cam is going to have to be Superman, and the defense is going to have to come through, which is going to be tough considering the Patriots had a league high, eight guys opt out because of COVID. So it, it, it's going to be a really tough season for them, but Bill will repeat. Oh, you see something? What's up? Let me say this to you about Cam. You know, you and I are Cam fans for being Panthers. I have never been a Cam fan. I have always oh, thought come on, too come much on. of a drama queen and a better running back than quarterback. So let me not be a hypocrite and just go ahead and tell you, uh, I'm suspect on whether or not Cam is a great quarterback. Well, but I think – would... let, let me finish. That's what I say. Come on now. Okay. Come on now, Stephen. Hey, let me finish over here, okay? Max. What I was going <laughs> yes, let me, let me tell you what I was going to say here was that no matter where you stand on him, I think that he's in a great organization. If he can get his accuracy on point, that's the organization to develop that. You know, what you see, you're right. Cam is suspect if he has to throw the ball. And we don't see consistency from him. He, he tends to overthrow a whole lot, especially when it counts. And so that's where I think that's going to come into play. You know, if he is in that MVP conversation, it is because his accuracy went way up in the, in the, in the season coming up. Because without that, I think, you know, he's in trouble again with his career. I'm just going to say that up front. He's always struggled with accuracy. His strong suit has always been that play action, you know, and has always been that, you know, the option stuff and things like that. And with his ankle and all that stuff that's happened, he, he's not as strong been able to do that. But he does have a chip on his shoulder. And, you know, we'll see what happens there. But it's all going to come down to accuracy, especially in New England. He definitely has a chip on his shoulder. That is without a doubt. Yeah. All right, so let's go to the AFC West. We've got the Super Bowl champs out there with the Chiefs. We've got the Chargers who are going through some changes. We've got the Raiders, your Raiders, not sure what they're doing. And then we have the Broncos. Still, sir, Elway is still find, trying to find Elway. So uh, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the West? I think this by far is probably the easiest one that I would call. Uh, it, it, the Chiefs all day long. There's probably no argument whatsoever. Andy Reid out there, I, you know, what are you going to say? Chiefs all day long out the West. It's, I can't argue with you there. Uh, the Broncos possibly losing Von Miller for the year. That hurts them a lot because when you're playing against the Chiefs, you need a good pass rush. So uh, losing them probably puts them dead last in that division. Raiders, I, I have no idea what they're doing. Mariota's on the injured reserve already. Uh, so it's definitely Derek Carr's team. He's got a lot to prove this year. They'll probably end up, I think, second in the division. The Chargers, you know, Phillip Rivers is gone. They're starting Tyrod Taylor, but you've got Justin Herbert uh, waiting in the wings. But I think they're going to give Tyrod the year. I think he's going to get the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Anthony Lynn's going to do what he can with him. I think they probably end up uh, second in the division, but without question, the Chiefs probably only got better when you add a guy like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and then you just the the just more time under you know Patrick Mahomes' belt and just the giftedness that he has, but getting more and more and more comfortable with the system. Uh, I think we're going to see the Chiefs run away with this division. Not that we were uh, expecting much different here. So uh, let's go to a division that we might actually might actually get to debate, but I highly doubt it. So let's talk about the AFC North. So we got the Ravens, who were pretty close. We have the Steelers, the Browns, and the Bengals. What, what are your thoughts here? Not that I, I think you're going to shock me in it at all. Well, I, you know – 
we all want to see Cleveland take a step forward. Probably not going to happen. Number four will be them. Number three, I think you'll see Cincinnati. You know, I think you'll see that they got Joe Burrow out there. They might pick up a couple more wins this year. I think in number two, are you ready for it? I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I've got the Ravens going number one with Lamar Jackson. It's hard to bet against Lamar Jackson. Pittsburgh is always there. You, you know, it's hard to bet against Roethlisberger. But I, I've got the Ravens coming out of the north. And I, and I see your argument there. I am slightly shocked that you have the Bengals finishing above the Browns. I think the Bengals – It's Cleveland. I, I, it, I don't know how to argue with that statement. Um, the Bengals have a seriously bad O-line right now. you got a rookie quarterback. Can AJ is AJ Green healthy? They can't keep John Ross healthy. So I actually think the Bengals are going to end up dead last. The Browns' defense, from what I understand, has taken some serious strides forward. I mean, Miles Garrett got a monster contract for trying to kill somebody with a uh, football helmet. But um, you know, I, I think the Browns. I, I think the Browns are going to end up second in the division. I do. I think they're going to surpass the Steelers this year. Because Ben is trying to come back from that injury where he missed all of last season, he doesn't have A.B. anymore. Juju th- seems to be more interested in his social media likes than his field likes. So I, I think the Steelers are going to regress, even though their defense with T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree seems to really be improving. They just gave Cam Hayward a, a really good-sized deal. But without question, the standard of the North right now is definitely the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens have one of the easiest schedules this year. I mean, you're getting to play the Bengals and the Browns twice each. Steelers are kind of lost, and then the rest of their schedule is not that hard. Lamar's got more time under his belt. You know, if they can get Hollywood Brown to actually step up a little bit, I mean, they could they could really run the table, and it could be you know we could be seeing a Chiefs Ravens showdown in the you know the AFC Championship, and to me. At that point, it might be a toss-up. It might be. I know Patrick's better, but if Lamar can catch fire, it, it, it might be a toss-up, especially since their defense got better, adding Calais Campbell, keeping Matthew Judon. I mean, they're, they're, they're going to be pretty stout this year. So I, I definitely agree with you that the Ravens are going to go there. And then finally, the last division, we have the AFC South. So we have the Texans who are playing the Chiefs tonight. We have the Colts. We have the Titans, and then there's some team down in Jacksonville. I think they're called the Jags. Not really sure if they even exist anymore. So uh, what do you think about this division here? Man, I tell you, this is another one of those tough ones. You know, when you look at it, I don't think it's as tough as the other ones to call. But uh, my wild card is coming out of here, and uh, I'm going with the Colts, man. The addition of Phillip Rivers, and I think that the Colts uh, were going to step up in a big way. You know, the Jaguars, I think we probably all agree, are they going through a rebuild? What are they doing? Um, you know, so I think they finished last. Uh, the Titans, you know, they were that Cinderella story last year. Um, do they do it again? I, I don't think so. And I think it comes down to Sean Watson. It comes down to the play of Phillip Rivers. And I'm, I'm excited to see Phillip Rivers in a new system. Uh, you know, we're so used to seeing him out in, at the Chargers. And, uh, uh, but I, I got the Colts coming out of the South. Wow, that's gonna be that's gonna be a really uh, competitive one between those three. Okay, let me just let me just go ahead and start this off the way it should be. Uh, let's just admit that the Jags are tanking since their loss to the Patriots in 2018 in the uh, basically the AFC Championship or whatever it was. They have never not, it wasn't championship, but they lost them in the playoffs. But they've not been the same ever since losing that first half lead. 
They've gone out. They've traded Jalen Ramsey. They've traded Calais Campbell. Yeah, they've traded A.J. Bowie. And they just traded uh, Yannick Ngakuo. Ngoku, I can't even – I don't even – dude sounds like the guy from Dragon Ball Z, Goku. So that's all I know who he is. They traded him to the Vikings. uh, And then they just cut Leonard Fournette. So let's just admit the Jags are tanking. It it is straight up lose for Lawrence in Jacksonville. And let's just go ahead and say sorry to Trevor Lawrence for what he's about to experience. Uh, You know, he's going to come out of an amazing program at Clemson to go to – you know, he could probably do better at – at Duke than he will in Jacksonville. So yeah, uh, I love this kid too. And I think he gets set up to. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. But let's, let's just admit, I know that, that as you said before, they're trying to clean house in Jacksonville. They're trying to start over because they're trying to change the culture there, the Coughlin culture. They're trying to get as far away from that as they can because it was toxic. So Jags are going to be dead last. I think the next team, my third ranked team here is going to be the Colts. Um, I know that what you're saying, I know the Colts are have shown some real promise. They did a lot with Jacoby Brissett. Okay, let's just admit they did a lot with Jacoby Brissett, so they, they've done well. Uh, I think the Colts still end up third, though, because I think Phillip Rivers has regressed to that point. I don't think he's physically got what he used to have. Uh, he's going to have to learn a new system, kind of like we joke with Tom Brady, because he's having to learn new stuff. His arm's not what it used to be. His mouth is greater than it used to be. Uh, I think the Colts end up regressing to third. I think the Texans end up second because they did not put enough stuff around Deshaun to help him. Will Fuller can't stay healthy. Hopefully David Johnson can. But what else do they have down there? I think the Titans, uh, I think they take a step forward. Tannehill to A.J. Brown, keep pounding with uh, Derrick Henry. And then the addition of Jadavion Clowney on their defense. Uh, I think they take a step forward on D. So I think the Titans are going to walk out of there. But uh, I could – I think the Texans, Texans will end up in the wild card. Okay, so we've said this. All right, so this is – that's all the divisions. Okay, so you have the Cowboys, Vikings, Saints, and Seahawks all winning their division. Now, out of all of that, who do you have coming out of the NFC for the wild card? you got, you got three people to choose from. So, out of, so you've already got the Cowboys, Vikings, Saints, and Seahawks. Who else do you have? As far as the wild card, yeah. Um, hmm. I mean, I'm a 49ers. Yeah, that's what I say. I'm assuming you're going to say the Niners. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the Niners. Okay. Who are your other two? Buccaneers. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think the N- NFC East is going to be too much of uh, – it's going to be down to one loss. I'm going to go with maybe – the Packers and Rogers magic. Okay. So this makes sense. So you have, you have the Packers bucks and 49ers coming out as the wild cards there. So I have, uh, since I took the 49, so I've already got the Cowboys, Vikings, Saints and 49ers in. So I'm going to take the Seahawks, the bucks and the Packers. So we've, we've pretty much got all the same teams from the NFC going in. I mean, I think it's literally the exact same, seven teams so i don't know if that's good or bad we seem to be sticking with chalk here okay so in the afc you've got the patriots the chiefs the ravens and the colts as your division winners uh who do you believe is going to get in on the wild card i, I think it's a toss-up I, mean, I, I like the uh, I, I like the titans 
Um, I like the Texans. And for me, possibly between the Bills and the Steelers, I, I'm going to go with the Bills. Okay. Okay. I like it. Just okay. because of the AFC East. It's, I mean, I, we've still got Absolutely. the Patriots coming out of the East, but there's going to be some – uh, there's going to be some easy wins to pick up to go in your column at, at the AFC East. Okay. All right. Who else do you have? What are your other two wild cards? Uh, Titans and I think I said the Texans. Yep. Wow. Is that even possible to get three teams out of that one division? Well, Who knows with COVID? <laughs> It changed the rules for you. Okay, so I had the Patriots, Chiefs, Ravens, and Titans all winning their divisions. Uh, I do think that because of the weekend AFC East, the Bills will also get in. Um, I think the same thing with the AFC South. The Texans are going to get in, and then I think the Steelers are going to sneak in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that, that's kind of where I'd be at as well. I mean, you know, because to me it is that toss-up. You know, it's either going to be the Falcons – it's either going to be the Texans or the Titans out of the South. And, I mean, I, that's going to be – you'll probably get two out of the South, uh, maybe two out of the North. I, I don't know. That's Actually, tough. That's tough. You know what? I think I just contradicted myself, so let me take that back. I'm taking the Browns instead of the Steelers. Getting that's your sleeper, huh? That is my sleeper. I'm going to take the Browns. Okay. Uh, be- because I, I, I do think the Steelers are going to regress, and I do think the Browns are going to overtake them. So that's who we have. That's our guys. That's our division picks. And I, I'll be honest with you, I am super, super excited about football starting up. I know we had fun the other night. We didn't get as many people as we wanted to, but we had a fun the other night doing a uh, fantasy draft. We had more fun doing it over Zoom to so hear the craziness of what everybody was saying. That was just hilarious i'll just go ahead and admit my children just cracked me up but hey this is like year two or year three for them in fantasy so they're they're having more and more fun each year uh so let we're gonna see who who actually gets to uh where the title is the uh, john and chris show champion in a few few months uh i'm pretty sure it's gonna be me but that's okay i'm biased well they had look some defense went early the other night you know i'm just going to say they went yeah they went early (laughs) Jeez, man did it go early i won't even lie to you and he took two defenses, which, you know, give him credit. He, he's got that down pat, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I wish, you'd, I wish you'd have been there the night before. We had a, we had a different draft, and uh, my son accidentally, in round five, accidentally drafted the Steelers defense. He clicked the wrong button. Was <laughs> He was ESPN draft. I felt so bad for him, but apparently his defense is set. I don't know about the rest of his roster now that he wasted that skill position spot. Wow. Or, or early quarterback grab, but who knows? Uh, you know, you've you've got a – I think you have a pretty decent team. Well, prize. I think, you know, while you're doing that, you know, Pete, you and I had had this conversation. You know, fantasy all comes down to whether you're playing uh, PPR or non-PPR league because you and I talked about it afterwards. It, it changes your whole draft and how you draft, who you draft, why you draft. In the PPR league, your quarterback may not get as many points as a non-PPR for the same stats, and so – uh, you're looking at wide receivers and running backs. I was real heavy on running backs and and uh, you know and wide receivers for that reason right there. You did. You started off early, and I think you made some good calls. Uh, you jumped out fast, taking Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. Your receivers look good with Julio and Chris Godwin, Zach Ertz at tight end. I mean that is fantastic. Adam Thielen, the Ravens D, Robbie Gold, and then Drew Brees as your quarterback. I mean that's an all Madden team that, you know, anybody would kill for. So I, I can't blame you there. I ended up with uh, Zeke, 
Russell Wilson, Mike Thomas, Josh Jacobs, Tyler Lockett, Andrews, David Johnson, and the Bills defense, and Greg the leg. But I tell you what, man, if I can figure out and get them healthy and get them right, which I might have to edit this up, I might have to bring uh, – I got DeAndre Hopkins. I must have him starting over Lockett. So, you know, it, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough, man. I'm pretty excited about it, though. I, you know, I, I get really excited about doing uh, fantasy football. So, this year, I mean, I'm just thankful we're going to have football. That was yeah. a big debate as to whether or not he was even going to happen this fall. So, I'm super, super excited about the fact that we're going to get to have it and that we're going to have a lot of fun with it, give us something on Sunday afternoons. And it's just it, – like you, you've said it multiple times, what a, what a benefit to culture and society today that we get to have sports and that, you know, just for a few minutes we get to concentrate on sports rather than – all this other stuff that's happening in politics and elsewhere. So, you know, thank goodness we get to have that. And prayerfully, we won't have any problems with COVID or injuries or suspensions, whatever, that it'll just be about the game and have some fun. So uh, this is a fun show today, man. I appreciate you uh, jumping on here in your busy schedule. So, you know, hey, you got anything for the crowd as they're listening? No, man, we just got it tonight. Game one of the season, Houston, Kansas City. I've already said at the beginning, Chiefs 42-17. What's your final score? Man, uh, it's been a fun show, but I, I think I'm going to have uh, – I'll take Chiefs uh, 35-10. 35-10. Well, look, we we're glad we get Texas to watch it. Struggle, yeah. But, yeah, yeah we have them as the wild card. It's amazing <laughs> how it goes, man. Well, thanks for having us on. We're excited that we can be coming to you wherever you listen to this podcast at in the car, at home, working out, whatever it is. As we always say, God bless you. See you next time.